0: Hey guys, and welcome to episode 336 of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge and I am with my hotel room sharing co-host, Adam Callow.
1: like what you did there. We are in a Premier Inn. This episode is not sponsored by Premier Inn, but they probably wouldn't be a good Other
0: hotel chains are available.
1: So guys, if this is the first time you've tuned into this podcast, this is where we share the highs, the lows, and the learnings of what it's like to run a small business that we are trying to grow aggressively. Harrison,
0: <laughs> just like that statement. Just like that Small statement, I'm feeling this.
1: We're trying to grow aggressively. <laughs> Can you imagine what our Monday meetings sound like in our office, Harrison? What are we talking about today, my friend? Well, uh, prior to this journey all the way down to
0: Maidstone, I had the luxury of being thrown into an office <laughs> <laughs> just to do some work. I forgot about uh, that. While you had a uh, a coaching session. Yep. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing because I had this vision of going to some sort of like office block and you and it started off as you taking a turning into what I can only describe as a very very dark country lane at at 6.50 in the morning Mm -hmm. and yeah it's like oh yeah this is my coaching session cool the office is on a farm you're gonna smoke a load of ayahuasca or whatever they do and get a shaman in there and start tripping balls yeah like
1: you're not driving after your session <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, we're talking about the coaching session are we
0: yeah yeah um, you came out there It well your hour session took an hour and 45 yep. which I thought was interesting um, obviously you didn't have anyone else waiting like we were but it, the, the main thing for me <laughs> like What <know>, you were <laughs> specifically like, yeah yeah event just get up um uh, so yeah, I just thought. Well, obviously, you must be like in the meat and bones of something for it to run on, um, like it did. Uh, and you kind of came out. Like I asked you because because the plan was to talk about it anyway. But I asked you if you could sum it up in like an emotion or a, a, like a a movement, an expression, or a phrase. I mean, if you want to just do that again for the people listening, hopefully they can they can pick it up on the mics. And it was that look. It's like, <laughs> ah, he just said the right things, man. He just like, he got you again. Just like he, I could tell he obviously asked you, but what about
1: that? And it was like a
0: head smack.
1: Right, that Why what was I today, not? You know? Was that not? No, like he, we can get into it. But the point that really got me today was he just sat in silence and just let me work it out. He didn't even like prompt <laughs> me. And then I got annoyed. And then
0: charged Because then I'm privilege. like, oh
1: my word, like, of course I should have done that. Mm-hmm. Um. Rather me like, I guess to put some context, if you're new to this show, uh, we're a 13 and a half person team now and moving office in the next couple of months. Looking forward to having a a good year this year and an even better year next year where we're going to grow the company and have more people within the company uh, as a result of where we're going. And I hired a performance coach, is what he classes himself as because he, he works on life and business, just all around performance with a core objective of becoming a better CEO and a better communicator. And in terms of being a better CEO, that sounds dead woolly, and I understand that someone's thinking, well, what does that really mean? The truth of the matter is I didn't really know. I just knew that my role was changing and I didn't really know what it was changing to. Um, So understanding what a CEO does can can be quite difficult because I had no point of context, Mm. no reference, and you kind of come into the business and your goal is to replace people uh, replace yourself with people to do part of your job better. Yep. So I'm like, well, what do you, what the, f- what do I do? What do you want? Exactly. Man? So that's the reason we did coaching. I'm, I don't know, probably three, four months into it now. No. Feels about right. <coughs> <laughs> yep. And today I thought, um, as you, as as, we, as I've just been talking and buying time, uh, I've just opened up my notes from today's coaching session. And normally what I do, so my, my page is split into two. I guess that might be a little bit interesting. So my page is split into two. Anything that is I find interesting, topical, or insightful, um, I write on the left-hand side of my page, and I use different colors for that. Mm-hmm. So I use, like, whites and reds. Whites, I just tend to find as... I'm using Apple Notes in this, by the way, if anyone really wants to geek out, because I've got the new dark mode. It looks really cool. So whites are just, like, stuff that I thought was interesting for me to remember and think about. And just there's like a point of context, which is like little statements. So like the top one on there is like, there's a, I read a book called one minute manager, which was on my notes from a previous week. And in there, there are three, what's the best way I can call it? There, there, there are three tools. There's the, there's the one minute goal setting, mm. uh, one minute praise and one minute reprimand. It got in the new one minute manager. It's now actually called a one minute redirect, because the new generation don't like the word reprimand. So it's like a more collaborative update. But basically, it was these three tools. And we got speaking about that and what I took away from it. And there was some data around the fact that within a company, there should be the ratio between praise and reprimand. So in order for me to keep people motivated within a company and give permission to give reprimand or a redirect, which is this didn't go well, this is why you did this wrong, here's what we need to move on to, are we clear? it's 5.6 to one random fact but this is an example i wrote that down on the left hand side of my page because i'm like actually that's really interesting so that is like a point of context for me is actually i don't give a really shit about the ratio but it was a highlight of when i'm speaking to certain people in the company i'm only really speaking to them when there's something that's gone wrong because i in my head i trust them to get on with their job on a day-to-day basis so what, what so what's th-
0: I think I misheard what the ratio was. It's 5.6 to one. So 5.6... Praise. Praise to, to one, one reprimand. And reprimand.
1: In, a, in a way to keep people working in a motivated fashion and having that reprimand not sevi- like negatively impact their attitude towards work. So
0: make make sure you praise them plenty because it offsets the one time, that, the odd occasion that you might have to
1: yeah. reprimand someone. But, the,
0: but it's not like a... It's not a... Um, <laughs> what is the phrase? Um for lack of a better term a shit sandwich where it's like here's exactly. something good here's something bad and then here's something good again
1: yeah because it's, it's everyone not that yeah uh, they're like proper old school and everyone knows what you're doing they kind of ignore the, the sandwich part and they just focus on the shit but the reason I wrote that down as an example in my notepad today was I'm only really speaking to people when there's something to fix and I'm like Harry because I trust you to do your job when I'm speaking to you it's because there's something we need to fix mm-hmm. so then my ratio is like way off where I might like, actually, and his point today was, no, when people do their job, you shouldn't take that for granted. You should thank them for doing mm. a great job. And you should remind them that they're doing a great job because you've hired them to do a great job and not everyone does a great job. So Harry, when you do a great job, I want to remind you that you've been hired to do this and I'm really happy that you're doing it really well.
0: Can't wait to get that first one. <laughs>
1: Keep working. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just a, a an example. So... I write down notes on the left hand side and on the right hand side I write down my actions because as we agree in action which is like a verbal contract within our coaching sessions he writes it down too and he like, tests me at the end of every sex- session which is like, cool, what have we agreed to do before the next session so I fucking make sure I write and, everything down and, and you come up with these actions, right? Or you no, both of us, together? it's collaborative like we get to a topic and he's, we he kind of like, well this is really important to you clearly and there's some actions that we need to be taking until next time because you need to work on it. And he's like, so how, he'll how, about, you, we
0: say, how about we say you're going to do this by then?
1: No, he kind of says, because he doesn't give me the answer. He kind of says, so what action can you do before the next week mm-hmm. that will help us move forward on this topic? Wow. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I'll come up with something, and then he might be like, because he does this four-step problem-solving that we spoke about. He's like, that helps this, but from what we've spoken about, that's not the cause of the problem. That's the problem. That's not the cause of the problem. What can you do to fix the cause of the problem? What action can we do on that? Mm-hmm. So he really challenges that, which is great. So on the right hand side of my page, I've got all my actions. So I thought today, I can't really remember them and I'm, I'm being honest. If I just read an action or yep. the actions and if there's anything interesting, we can dig into it. If there's not, it'll be yeah. a super short yeah. show. Uh,
0: just before you dive into the uh, actions, is there ever like a theme to the, uh, the these coaching sessions. Great question. Do you genu- genuinely go obviously you're gonna review the the this week's actions next time. Yep. But is there ever I guess you probably go in with like a feeling, right? He must ask so, he must ask you So interesting you ask
1: this. He asked me how I'm feeling every time. Mm-hmm. So he says on a and it's rated on a scale of one to ten. Yep. And it's basically like gut and if I'm like a seven, it was like well last week you're eight point five, what's going on? Hmm. Like he'll have, and then we'll dig yep. into that however I kind of like in the last the reason we went on today is I was like just so you know how I'm using coaching right now is I feel really scattered and he was like don't worry it's like dropping a bag of pennies it's how it all starts what? <laughs> exactly that was my reaction and sometimes he pulls you never pick them up because there's too many problems <laughs> sometimes he, he uses analogies and I just sit there and I'm like what? triangles um, and squares mate so it's like, it's like like dropping a bag of pennies like they go everywhere <laughs> He says, and for the first few sessions or the first few months, we're basically pulling everything in. Okay. And we, we will go off on lots of different tangents. What's he, his name? Gavin. Gavin, genius, mate. I know. I'm already with you. And he, he says, don't worry. And I said, well, the reason I'm saying this, I feel like I'm doing coaching wrong. And I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> Tell me how to win. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know whether I'm meant to come here with a different mindset or a different framework. Because again... Like in my day job as a CEO, I have no point of reference. I don't mm. know if I'm doing my job well. I measure it in two ways. I measure it in revenue and I measure it in community growth, which we've already covered off in a previous show. I need to measure it in other ways. So he's like, give the bag of pennies analogy. he says, let me explain what's going to happen. He says, over the next few weeks, we're going to start to work through and we're going to start to pull all these pennies together. And then the new year said it will be good timing, which is why I've booked a two hour session at the end of the year and a two hour session at the beginning of the year. That was my choice. I was like, let's bookend this all. <laughs> so I said, what does it progress into? What does it look like? He went, you are coming in with themes. He said you'll be you'll come in, you'll be like, well, this is really pressing for me right now. And it might be finance. It might be the CEO piece. Hmm. We might want to spend six, 8, 12 sessions. And then we'll spend the first session thinking about well, what are the, all the core areas we need to discuss. And then we'll have a session and work and activities on each of those areas. He says, but right now, there's no point doing it because if we'd done that, we wouldn't have addressed the family issue that I was doing this engine over here Mm. to make a very complex way to spend more time with my family. We would never have got to that. And I've had the best relationship I've had with my kids in the last six months. I'm like, he's like, well, we just let the pennies go and we spend this. And he said, most people don't stick around. He says, because they come here with an agenda and they want to get fixed in that agenda. He said, and I I said on day one, I said, I'm gonna come here and be open and transparent. If I feel like it's not working or it's bullshit, I'm gone. Mm. He was like, Great, that's the sort of person I want. And because we've just had that and what how I go in now, I have no agenda. I have no he's like, What's gone on? And I I'll just talk for like fifteen minutes. I guess and I'll pull topics out.
0: I guess um <clears throat> With that whole penny analogy, by by going in and just tackling the big thing and being open to doing it rather than like, I want to fix this problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the the biggest, the thing that's, of, it's kind of a two, two different sides of it. One is like you go in with the biggest thing that you feel is affecting you. And if mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a big thing that week, um, he might ask you a question that raises... Or shines a light on something that you've probably not thought about. I guess what it allows you to do is is tackle. It's hard, it's hard to explain, but you, you end up. You might be covering a lot of different topics, but each time you do it, it's the one that's at that time the most that's probably going to have the biggest impact. So, like yep. even though it's like a, it's like a, almost like a funnel. It's like you're tackling all these different branches in this funnel, but eventually. Funnel, branches, tree, let's call it a tree. But you, you tackle it, you're tackling them all and you're slowly getting closer and closer to the root. There we, there go. we go. There we go. I like how you did that. Yeah, something like that. Do you know what I mean? So, you're like, you might, like, family was this branch that's way over there. Yep. But in actual fact, that allows you to get one step closer or take your mind off of it because you've now fixed that shit and you can focus on this other thing that's this other branch, and then you, you get that nailed. and then what happens is you slowly tightening up the tree. It's the reason he classes tightening <laughs> I, up the tree. I'm not as good as the, at these analogies <laughs> as uh, Gavin is, but <laughs> stick to your pennies, mate. Don't go near my tree. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: um, I think the key... The reason, the reason, Ap-
0: apologies to anyone listening there that was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I think what?
1: the key thing is, is <laughs> the reason these classes are performance go, imagine like a an athlete. like They might want to go and break the world record on the 100-meter sprint. Mm-hmm. They don't just sit and sprint all day. They have to work on their nutrition. They have to work on their mindset. There's all these d- other avenues that yep. will contribute towards success. And by letting the pennies drop... We get to explore all the avenues and he gets to look at them and go no no he's fine there and, and he goes and we go on for the different direction what's up i was just thinking
0: of an alternative analogy <laughs> to the tree it was yeah. It, yeah it was something along the lines of like it's like pouring uh <laughs> like i can't even think of the the thing that i'm talking about like not polyfiller, but like, like a like a floor resin that you are trying to fill in all the cracks and creases to get a perfectly smooth floor mm, nah it's not as good <laughs> <laughs> now
1: that I'm saying it out loud for everyone to hear it's not as good where were we so that's like the process we go through uh, so I, I actually went in I was like I think I'm doing coaching wrong and I'm like, this is something that I just don't think you can get wrong it's like going to a shrink and saying I'm doing this wrong (laughs) like it doesn't make sense I'm not opening it up right it doesn't make but it was so I actually tackled that today and that's probably why I went on a bit longer but I've got I've got these actions um, and I'm not sure if they're sorry
0: to derail us for the past 14 minutes yeah we've been going for 14 minutes already let's 16 mate oh wow let's dive into your actions and dissect
1: I'm just going to whistle through you can ask what you want (laughs) just
0: fly through I'm going to be really honest and just read what's in my notebook try and go maybe if you go through them go one by one
1: Commit time for Sarah emotionally and not as a boss.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that goes back to the family one. We'll, we'll come back around to that, maybe. Okay. But I just want to see what... I, I want to get a feel for what has been cool. made, and then we can look back.
1: Read One Minute Manager Meets the Monkey. Mm-hmm. Verbal contracts with the team within the next week. Let's dive into that one. Okay. So there's an arrow from another note that I made, which was... Let me just pull this conversation back in my head. So sometimes in the company, I feel like I pander to people, even though I'm the boss. And you Mm. might have noticed the change with the tone that I'm now delivering through my team and I'm hoping continues to your team as an example. I'm being a little bit more authoritative, but also being more accessible on the coaching and the supporting side. It's that juggling act. The problem that I raised was I feel like within within certain situations, I can't have as as direct of a communication and a conversation I want with everyone in the team. And the action was to set rules of engagement on how we communicate in the company Mm -hmm. and not doing it at a point where I have a gripe with someone. So the idea behind this action is to everyone that reports into me, to spend 10 minutes with them and just say, listen, we're growing as a company right now and it's really important for me to be able to have honest conversations with you and it's important that I need to know that you're going to have honest conversations with me. And it might mean we have to have tough conversations with each other, but if we don't have it, then we're going to end up in a really tough situation moving forward. It means that there won't be the level of trust we need in order for me and you to progress things as we want to. So what it means is when we have to have a hard conversation and you'll likely not enjoy it, and nor will I, but it's a no reflection of you as a person. We're always talking about work. As a person, I've hired you because I believe in you and I trust you, but I need to know that we can have tough conversations and it won't knock on to the next days, weeks, months within the company because you've got a really responsible role. You manage two people within the business. And if we can't have those levels of communication, you will never have them with the people that report into you. So, can we agree that moving forward we can have really honest conversations, and we know it's always coming from a good place? Completely. That's,
0: that's the verbal.
1: Completely off the cuff, and I'll need to do it better. But that's the message that I need to convey to the team. Yep. Because it's really important for me. Because sometimes we are we are all busy, and it's really important for me that me and you can have a thirty second conversation and be very direct with each other because that's how we get amazing work done. I don't feel like I'm there with everyone. So rather than just picking the people I don't think I'm there with, I'm going to have that conversation with everyone. Mm -hmm. And then that sort of leads on to another action, which is, sorry, this wasn't an action, actually. This was going to be one for a future note, is creating a document that is best practice within the company.
0: Well, like on a a HR how to be an employee
1: employer situation one thing that uh, again was a gripe is sometimes within meetings I'll fast forward and I'll pull back to this a little bit more sense so my next action is make a lot of make a list of my frustrations as they go mm-hmm. and then the following on from that which is like a, these two come together is make a list of what is best practice so these actions came out of the conversation where sometimes I'm frustrated with members of the team when they are not conducting themselves as I want them to within the company and that sounds really like head teacher like fucking like being Hitler but what I mean is like if I'm in a meeting with someone if we're meeting a mid meeting your phone goes off and you pick it up to answer it it pisses me off beyond belief Mm. but that's my problem because I haven't told you I haven't set the tone and because you might have seen me do it you think it's acceptable Mm -hmm. so again it's my problem so what I have to do is go through a process of working out what are the frustrations I see in the company And what do i class as best practice to then in the future create a guys here's how we conduct ourselves when we have meetings this is how we operate when we get off the phone with a client i always want everyone to email the client straight after that call and say here's the stuff that we spoke about and here's the stuff we've agreed are we both on the same page because i think that's best practice i think that's what we should be doing so it's about all those activities now just not having too much work to do just Making a list, what's frustrating, what's not, so moving forward, we can actually say to all employees, "This is how we operate at Expert Trades. This is how we are best in class at operating as a company, and these are the standards we hold here."
0: Yeah, I think some of those, some of those gripes, um, they kind of come down to just uh, it, best practice is a good word. So, like for example, in a meeting, you want everyone focused on the conversation on the whiteboard on the ideas that we're trying to brainstorm and if someone is on the phone for example or the expect or whatever then they're distracted it's the same with like um like when someone's talking in a group of people and not everyone's listening because there's another conversation going on or or just like little things like that they're all like they're all i know the like because you're bringing it up it almost feels like a little bit of a of a a moan and it's probably why you almost feel like it's like oh, do I do I really have to do a one pager that's explaining how do we how we conduct meetings yeah but i think like are the the following up on phone calls and that all these things kind of come under this is how we get the most out of this situation <laughs> how ironic that my uh, laptop <laughs> went <laughs> off I'll mute that I didn't realise my Wi-Fi was even working <laughs> I'm so sorry guys this is so unprofessional <laughs> let me just make a quick note <laughs> yes. Yes. frustrations uh, list
1: number one Harry in general why is my name on there three times <laughs> um,
0: but yeah I think it just they, I don't think anyone would ever take it personally and I know I don't you mean it can seem a bit like um phones down phones off silent like what well, we're on an airplane now all of a sudden trying to take off with the seatbelts on and all that jazz um, like we need them uh, <laughs> but I th- they're, ju- they're just like best practice yeah, um, that's th- what it is the same with like I've got to come up with a uh, a one pager for how we do data management from shoots like they're just processes to make sure that there's no mistakes there's no errors we get the most out of it whatever, whatever it is so it, the I think it's it feels a bit bitchy because
1: you're just probably thinking like it's wound you up to the stage that it's made you take an action. Yep. But but for me, this is a proactive version of it. What what winds me up beyond belief, or would have wound me up, is if I had to have that conversation with a person, and then three weeks later have to have the same conversation mm-hmm. with another person. So this is just a really easy way for me to say. Here's how I want us to conduct ourselves within the company.
0: I think the weirdest thing is because we're a small company is that this is probably like the these are like the first times things are happening. Yep. And all of a sudden, there's now a policy in place for yep. for no phones in meetings, whatever it is. Um, and it all and I suppose that kind of feels almost like a or can be felt like a bit of a oh, fucking hell. I brought my phone and once <laughs> it goes off on a podcast and now, now it's on a bi- fucking nam- document. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think that's just the nature of the business, being a small business.
1: But to the, to the point that, that Gav made was, my job is about removing friction. And it feels like I'm putting friction in place, but I'm really not. Mm. What I'm doing is actually allowing the company to understand what we need to do so as we grow from 20 to 50 people, I don't have to say the same thing yep. to 50 people when they piss me off. Yeah. Or you don't have to say the same thing to your seven direct reports. Mm-hmm. You go, guys, new starter, cool. Read the handbook. That's how we conduct yeah, ourselves. Yeah. You happy? Awesome. Then you have something to lean back on as a manager within the company to be like, let's say we have a meeting and someone's dicking about or whatever. You can then pull them aside separately and be like, listen... This isn't how we conduct ourselves within the company. This is not how we get work done. Go and have another read of that. Please make sure we mm-hmm. we, we, we sort of act accordingly. And I know it sounds so corporate. And when I'm saying it out loud, it does. I'm like, we Fuck. are becoming I'm that like,
0: corporate company.
1: But we're growing up as a company. It doesn't mean we we, we kill innovation and we kill speed. It just means we have to for, we have to build some processes. But
0: a lot, a lot of these things can almost be covered under the culture sort of side 100%. of things as well. Like, it's not, it like it might feel like a, an A4 laminated sheet on a wall telling you the do's and don'ts of office, um, I can't even think of the word, office, uh, etiquette. etiquette, thank you, thank you, um, but ultimately if every, like everyone should be coming into the company and understanding that we like like that we work hard we play hard but like we also take meetings mm-hmm. very seriously and don't mm-hmm. get distracted and we we manage data accordingly and we yeah. always follow up on emails with clients because it makes them feel better and reassures them like these are all just like I want people to understand
1: we're the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Like there's yep. no way we become best in the world if we don't start implementing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Because all this stuff is like hygiene factors; it's all basics. But unless you know them, you can't live by them. And the, all that does is that creates more friction. He said you end up going to have it, You're going to have lots of sandpaper conversations, okay? Where me and you in the next twelve months, me and you are going to have lots of sandpaper conversations, which means we're going to like be abrasive towards each other, have a direct conversation. Mm-hmm. But you use sandpaper to smooth something out. The end result is what you want it to be. Okay. So you've got to be prepared to have them. I'm, I'm going to have a lot of them now. Like I feel most comfortable in this sort of mindset and it's the first time I feel comfortable in a, what I class as like a wartime mindset, like let's let's fix it, but doing it in a proactive manner in a way that brings the team with me compared to you've pissed me off. Let's, obviously that's not how I address people just yeah, to be clear, yeah. <laughs> but in my mind it's like, why is that person pissing me off? Like, I asked that person to do something via email. Here's a great example. It came up today. I asked this person to do something via email and I didn't get it on time. Like, it's been completely missed. Mm. And I'm like, why did, Like, why have they not prioritized that? I made sure it was clear. And it was like, well, let's talk about how that person operates. I'm like, if it's on their to-do list, it gets done. Or was it on their to-do list? I'm like, I don't know. I, just, I, emailed, mm. I made it clear I emailed them. If I give them verbally then sometimes I know stuff might be missed, so I emailed it. He was like, well, how do you know they fully understood it? Did you confirm? And I was like, it would have taken me one line in that email to say, hey, can you do this? It's really important. Here's the deliverables. Could you just drop me a one-liner to confirm that you're, you understand everything?
0: Oh, so you just sent a message saying, can you do this? Yeah. Didn't get a response. Didn't but, get a response and then didn't, was,
1: didn't get the work done when yeah, I needed it done. I assumed it, yeah so for me I'm like what the fuck mm-hmm. like I'm like annoyed but I'm like if you then take it internally it's like well I know this person's great at doing actions mm-hmm. they might not have understood it and I did not get confirmation that they understood it and received it people are busy Yeah, it's I think, their
0: inbox I think I have, I have a similar not, not exactly the same but I have a similar um, something that I'm aware of and trying to get better at myself is I feel like I ask for things but I'm not making I'm not clear and thinking back I'm asking myself if I if I even knew when my de- the deadline I yep. set was. So I think I'm very I think I'm not the best at giving um deadlines probably mm-hmm. like, for example. So cuz I'll even ask come like so I've not received this. And I'm like did I make it cl-? did I even like give a deadline or did I just say Can I let and me know? Done- let, let me know when it's done and it's like well, yeah so. and
1: like that's that's a hygiene factor in the business that mm-hmm. needs to change it's like from me and from the managers it's like everyone whenever you are delegating work out even if the deadline's in eight weeks mm-hmm. this is due on the 21st of December so there's that um, and the next one for me was well this is an interesting one actually to end on what message and feeling do I want to communicate with the new office?
0: And that's just a question to ask yourself.
1: Yeah. So I, asked, I raised it. Black walls, no lights, whips. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I raised it at the end of the session, which was I feel like I've got a great opportunity to reestablish the tone and the culture that I want to build at Expert Trades. Because every time we, we, we are growing and every time we've moved office, the office we've been in the last 12 months has been really fragmented. Mm. The reason we're moving is to avoid that.
0: Yep. yep.
1: And it's now trying to understand when people walk into the office, whether you're an employee, a potential employee, or a brand or a client that we work with, what is the feeling and the message and the tone that I want to convey when people come into our office? So I need to go because if I think about that now, how we build the office out in terms of where meeting rooms sit, what tables do we have, what's on the walls? Is it our is it, is it reviews from our customers because we're customer focused and trade focused? Is it icons of the brands that we work with because they're our priority? Is it our core values because we think if we get it right internally, the rest makes sense? And the rest looks after itself like it's all these interesting things now that when you come into the office your surroundings will impact you more than you can imagine and i'm trying to work out this is a great opportunity to shape what i want this company to look like between 20 and 50 people so one of the things that i was talking to about we went through this he was like that's a lot to buy off within a week he said do not worry about the stuff that you put in your office because that's like a tactic he says, what you do in your office is a result of the feeling you want to convey. He says, write down one to three core pillars or core feelings that you want to convey when people come in. And then off that become really easy. Like the stuff that you buy, how you decorate, how you position desks, the walls you put in, the the, the games tables that you buy, whatever. All that will just be a tactic to reinforce the message that you're trying, trying to deliver up top. So I thought, quite an interesting point. Sorry, so so how are you delivering that message though so right now I'm just working that message out okay Uh, because all those examples of stuff that goes through my head is like do we think very insular and think core values and we need to remind people of how we operate sorry yeah or do we go fuck we've got some amazing brands and as a company we are the best in the world because we work with all these fucking cool people and we deliver these sorts of results and it's like you come in and you see the brands and on the screens are like our results and our KPIs and our OKRs or is it no, no, what we have is photos of our community because they're the real people that we work for. Like, do we have photos and reviews and testimonials of the type of work that we do and the impact that we make? Like, it's that because because if we get that right, it will shape every conversation within those four walls because it's really impossible to be in a meeting room and we're talking about a deal and to not think about the impact it has on the community Mm. if we are surrounded by testimonials and photos of our members and it's working out how we try and shape the environment to help us make the best decisions based on our mission that sounds dead woolly and woo woo. i'm aware of it but it makes a hundred percent sense to me it's like i'm one that's really impacted by my surroundings like in that little prison that we've got as an office the little one Mm -hmm. i can't work in there just can't you put me in a uh you put me in a coffee shop like i work at my best because i I don't know. I just like the noise. I like the chaos around me. It makes me focus on what I'm doing. I'm so impacted by my surroundings and I'm not the only one. So I'm now trying to work out when people come in at work at Expert Trades, how do I want them to feel when they walk through the door? You're going to spend eight, nine, 10 hours there a day. So it's like, (laughs) just so you know. Oh my God. So I'm like, if that's the situation, what can I do now to create an environment How do I finish that sentence? I need to create an environment that amplifies. Amplifies might be the wrong word. Inspires? I don't want it to inspire. I think inspires like... um, I think when you think about inspiration, it's like very flash in the pan. Mm. Like I want this to be like ingrained in people. Like it just needs to like set the tone. It's like...
0: The office needs to be the embodiment of the expert trades mission.
1: The fucking perfect way... That is exactly what I want it That's to be. That's what I do. I want people to come into the office and feel what we op- how we act as a business, like know how we operate without having to speak to one member of the team. A new employee can just walk in and be like, I get this place. I know what we do here. I know the tone and I know what we're trying to achieve. I need the whole office to speak that.
0: And on that note, any final words I know we we went past um, what was it speaking to Sara as a wife as opposed to a employee. yeah, it's, it's
1: probably an interesting one for a future show
0: I, I think I think we've kind of spoke about that situation before um, but yeah we could touch on that again in the future but yeah
1: to be honest that's probably one to bring Sara on for it'll be, I think it'll be an interesting or I take the mics home and we just me and Sara just do a show because I think it's a really interesting no challenge. edits on that one though no, yeah agree it's a really interesting <laughs> challenge that we're going through right now. When stuff's appearing at my, in my in my calendar at eight o'clock at night to do a client mm. review because she's moving to a project management role. <laughs> You're like, get that out of there. <laughs> I'm like, it's hard mm. because it's like, there's no time for me and her anymore. And we have to, we just did a, a fucking full episode of Dad Knows Best about this. Mm-hmm how do you protect that time when you work so closely together? We can, I'll, I'll speak to Sarah.
0: And on that note guys, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to get in touch with the team, myself, Adam, you can email startupdiary at nbs.fm or you can join us in the Facebook group which you can find by searching
1: Business Startup Club. Thank you. No problem. Courtesy of Shane Williams like pl- right, helping us plug the show and get a name that's a bit keyword heavy, as he says. Um, guys, if you made it this far through this show, firstly, we appreciate it. Um, this Today was, again, just like a download of thoughts. Let me know what you think about these shows. Head over to the group, comment on this post. Hopefully Shane publishes it. As soon as he listens to this, he can jump in there and you can carry on the conversation. And if you have not yet, hit subscribe. Go ahead and do it. And don't forget to leave us that five-star review in whatever podcast listener you use. It helps other people find the show. It keeps me and Harry motivated. On that note, guys, we will see you next week.